Welcome to Film Fellowship. This is the podcast that will change your perspective on cinema. We are two filmmakers, Raphael Moran, director and producer, and Thomas Walters, a writer. And in each episode, we will take you on a cinematic adventure. You will hear in each episode everything from interviews with professional filmmakers to our favorite genres and directors, fun facts and film history. To get in touch with us, please go to raphaelmoran.co.uk forward slash contact. Sit back, relax and enjoy this cinematic podcast. Welcome back to another podcast, Film Fellowship. It's the fourth one, Tom. It's the fourth. Number four. Yeah. This is cool. It's exciting. It's really fun. We're past the trilogy stage now. (laughs) That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, hey, thank you very much for listening wherever you are. We really do appreciate it, don't we? Oh, Um, yeah. You know, know, wherever you're listening, please, you know, like, follow, share, tell your friends and family, throw your kids in the air with happiness. Um, Only if it's safe to do so. Maybe not. (laughs) Um... So in the last podcast, we were actually talking about many things uh, and we kind of ended on the topic of, you know, where did Tom come from as a writer and some tips which he gave, which I think were really helpful and I'm sure you enjoyed, you, you the listener, enjoyed it. Um, and also my background, um, I think we both started out kind of filming the family camera and, uh, and then we, we did touch upon the theatre and there's the thing we have in common is we both were theatre technicians. So, um, so Tom, mm-hmm. I'm just going to f- say a word at you. I'm going to say theatre. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> a roll with it, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, um, I, I, you know, I just had a, I had a thought about this the other day. Uh, you know, considering what's happened um, to do with this, you know, like this pandemic that's been going on for what since late March Mm. Um, I actually just had a thought the other day about the theatre and the one that I worked in um, that was that was a self-funded theatre the council didn't fund it so it just struck me the other day that chances are that that might have been shut down now Wow yeah which is really sad because it was one of the oldest (laughs) it was one of the oldest theatres still running really yeah in the UK Wow yeah. Wow. So, so first of all, how did you get into being a theatre technician? Where did this idea come from? How did you start? And also, what did you do, like or dislike about what you did? How did I get into it? Um, yeah. Well, I remember, you know, I was, I'd be in, uh, I'd be in my my little room. Uh, living with my mum and my and my uh, and my step um, sorry my half brother my blood brother and um, him and like him and my mum like they would go to do performances with the, the the local group the local amateur you know the local amdram groups yeah yeah That's and it cool. would all take place in this one theatre um, uh, it was called Black Blackfriars Theatre and it's uh, based in Boston Lincolnshire I really hope it still exists but um, I kind of Concerned that it probably won't be now because um, yeah, a lot of businesses are kind of suffering at the minute, aren't they? Yes. So um, yeah, um, 
Well, yeah, they used to go to that, and it took me a while to sort of realise that my brother was getting kind of, you know, um, he was he was having a lot stronger bond and stronger relationship with her friendship with my mum than I was. I was kind of like, look, you know, shut myself off and doing my own thing, and it was like, oh, you know, Tom's kind of on his own doing his thing. It's okay, and I thought, yeah, but you know what? I kind of miss like hanging out with my mum, and um, you know. And, and I thought, well, you know, maybe I could come along. And she said, you know what, the, I spoke to, she came back one, one evening uh, after doing rehearsals, and she said, oh, do you know, I spoke to one of the technicians there, and he said um, they're looking for people to come and help out, anybody who's, you know, just a pair of hands, you know, somebody that is keen and interested in performance or just interested in helping out backstage with, yeah. with the performances, with the shows. And uh, at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know. You know, I'm not. I don't know really if there's anything for me in that. And um, but then I was just like, you know what? I'm really bored. Just go for it. So yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, I, I'm. I'm kind of bored of just doing the same thing all the time. Like I'm going to go and do something different, and try and learn uh, a new skill. And I went and met up with the uh, the stage manager, uh, Kip Bars, who's um, you know one of the. Uh, Best people I've ever met in, in, you know, he's one of my, my fondest friends, and um, uh, I miss him actually. I haven't seen him for a few years, so because he's he's kind of he travels, he tours with groups, he tours wow. he tours with like the Viennese Ballet and all this sort of stuff. So uh, I don't see him for months, um, but yeah, it's been a long time, and obviously this pandemic has split, separated a lot of people now. So yeah, um, but yeah, he he's uh, he's a lovely guy. I used to live with him. Um, we used to live next door to the theatre, actually. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, how, how many seats did this theatre have? Uh, ooh, let me think. Because it's quite a small theatre. It was, I think it was like, I think it was like 400, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's it. I, I had a meeting with him. So, like, I had a meeting with him and we just ch chatted and got to know each other. And he said, oh, do you want to come and help us out? And uh, when do you want to start? And I was, he was just like sitting there with a big smile on his face, like, you know, very inviting and, you know, kind of welcoming and, and like nothing to worry about. If you don't know anything, it's okay. We'll teach you and, and all this stuff. And uh, I just dove in and swam basically. Yeah. Wow. And to see what it was like. And then I, I met the only other crew member that was based at that theater. Um, uh, her name's Meg, and uh, yeah, and we got on like a house on fire really? uh, because we were just sort of, we just uh, were in, you know, we were just uh, very, you know, very on the ball and just uh, we, yeah, we used to kind of joke about, you know, in the uh, in in the crew in the crew area at the backstage, you know, so like we 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 had a lot of fun. It was really st like sometimes it was really demanding, you know, it was really demanding, but. Um, and you would always have late nights putting shows on, but we made it yeah. fun for each other. We always made it feeling. fun. So, yeah, um, yeah we, we put on loads of stuff um, in that theatre, loads. Um, I did, I, yeah, I had a go at pretty much every job that they had there, you know. Wow. I tried to learn a little bit about it, so. Um, and of course it's all about presentation. It's all about, you know, you're, you're for an audience. Yeah. In the theatre, every aspect of it is about the illusion again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, Which is exciting. It is the oh, casual yeah. manipulation, you know. <laughs> and what's amazing is, you, you, 
most people don't know how much effort goes behind to create some sort of simple thing that looks incredible, mm. uh, but it's not simple. You know, whether it's a, mm. a very, you know, maybe your job was to find a way to position a haze machine in a certain way so it comes out in a certain angle. And when you, you know, when, it, when the scene happens, where, you know, oh, it looks cool. And the audience go, oh, that's awesome. But they've no idea how much effort was you know, put behind just that, you know, yeah, no, positioning. You're, you're right. Especially yeah. lights as well. You know, focusing lights here and there. That was, I, I tell you, actually doing lighting plans yeah. uh, for shows is kind of interesting. Um, it takes a long time to do it. It does, yeah. Um, yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. I think being a theatre technician and working, especially, you know, not just on the lighting, but sound and physicality of the whole, you know, from start to end, start to finish of, of a production on, on stage is a great way to start out as a filmmaker. Yeah. And it, interesting, yeah. you know, it's it's different, but it's the same as in everyone's working together, everyone's collaborating to create the end result, mm -hmm. whereas the theatre, it's a live performance, and, you know, the stakes are higher, as it were. <laughs> you know. It'll be all right on the night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, that's um, it. Like, uh, you, you just watch... Uh, so much calamity unfold, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, um, and yeah. it's all—it's um, not about. Oh, it's okay. We'll just—we'll just, we'll just uh, capture this moment in the next, you know, ten seconds. Don't worry. You know, we'll just use this shot for ten seconds. You can't work like that in the theatre. It's. Yeah. It's, it's in the moment. So yeah. everything happens uh, <laughs> in real time. Uh, all the mistakes happen, yeah. all of the... Uh, that's the fun of it, though, But that's it? the fun of it, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. the yeah. audience won't know the mistake. Yeah, exactly. Do you know, unless the mistake is huge and once you've, probably funny. Once you've, heard, once you've heard, like, a script uh, played out for, like, 40 shows consecutively, then yeah. you start to hear, like, or see where all the mistakes happen. Yeah. And, and it's quite funny. It's entertaining. Yeah. Especially after 40 shows. Oh my God. <laughs> Gets a bit draining. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's interesting. But no, yeah, theatre's great. Theatre was, I think you're right. I think theatre's really, um, I think the, the uh, sort of the mechanics of theatre production, I think the, the inner workings of that, what happens yeah. backstage, what happens uh, with the sound mixing and lighting, it, all of that applies so very well to um, kind of, the foundation of of what you know what you're doing for films, yeah. um, because it is about capturing the moment. Yeah. I mean, with theatre, the moment just happens. So you know, it's up to the director and up to everybody to sort of, in a way, um, it's almost as if it's, it's a little different with film because it's about the subtleties with film. Mm. Um, you know, you've got you've got the camera. It's it's actually about dressing. It's about dressing for the camera. Yeah. So it's about the subtlety of how to set a mood or an atmosphere. Whereas with theatre, you're catering for four hundred people. It's not a single. Mm. It's not a single window. Frame. It's not a single frame. Yeah. So the, you cater for all the angles. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know, and and sometimes that means you have to kind of. You know, give me more smoke. Give me more, you know, yeah. uh, strobe. Give me more of this. You know, it's like you kind of have to over. Was it? What's the word? Like uh, overcompensate. Overcompensate. Yeah. yeah. Just to kind of get it out there to people. You know, it's exciting. Yeah. It's fun. But it just it requires a lot of work and a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, but but work and time that you will learn and 
and and and um, it will help you if you're a filmmaker or anything else, but especially filmmaking and writing, that resilience and that mm. that positivity, and also you creating stamina. Mm. Now that's what I think a, a key stamina, yeah, trait, if that's the right word, or key attribute. And that's what attribute. That's better. As a filmmaker or for a filmmaker is stamina. A lot of uh, <coughs> you know some. Young filmmakers, uh, I won't name their names, have come to me quite a few times wanting, you know, some sort of advice or coming onto a film shoot or whatever. And, um, you know, enthusiastic, that's great, and then they get tired really easily. Mm. You know, holding a camera for many hours is tiring. Mm. But when you've been doing that for a long, long, long time, you kind of get used to it and it's fine. But it's quite funny, and, you know, at least amusing to see people wanting to do something and then they kind of either quit because they're tired or bored you know they haven't created that stamina beforehand and you, you know both of us I, I wouldn't have the patience for that sort of no, no really you know filmmaking um, because I've been in some yeah well like you as well I'm sure you, you know we you find yourself in some really intense environments yeah. <laughs> intense shoots where um, yeah I was just gonna say like yeah the you know that when you found when you find yourself in um, very challenging circumstances, and you you actually step up to it, you step up to that, and like you say, um, you know, you build strength and build stamina. Yeah. Putting yourself through that, I mean, it's um, it really helps in in your kind of like <clears throat> you know in your experience, but it also then applies, it shapes you, it molds you a little bit. It does. Like so, then the next yeah. one you do. Yeah. You bring the same kind of, you know, you're bringing all of that with you. You're bringing all that strength and that stamina, and you're actually, in a way, like, kind of um, supporting everything yeah. a little more than maybe the person that has only done a two-hour shoot, you know, or something. Do you know what I'm trying to say there? Yeah. Like, yeah. so. Um, everybody, but everybody having different experiences, we're all gone through something like that. Yeah. So it's just how we've dealt with it. Yeah, it's patience and stamina. I think the physical, st the working stamina, the physical capacity to to be there to to do things on a strenuous level, but also the patience to just simply wait, wait for the actor, wait for the star to be ready, or do another take, another take, then another take. Have you ever, have you ever seen extras? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Ricky Gervais extras. I, I yeah. love I love that. That's that just. Uh, <laughs> that's great. Sorry, that just makes makes you think of extras because that's it's a good show. Yeah, it's um, kind of the best, uh, you know, interpretation of, of what it feels like to be on like a set sometimes. And he always, his character always refers to like, you know, God, how, how much longer are we going to have to wait? And yeah. oh, are you kidding me? That's going to be before lunch. Yeah. You know, all that sort of stuff. Like, it's, it's uh, quite an entertaining little show. Famous, I can't remember who it was, some sort of famous actor. It might be Laurence Olivier or Marlon Brando think, says, um, we we get paid to act, no, we do the acting for free, but we get paid to wait. I think it's something like that, because on a, on a, certainly a big feature film set, or you know, TV show, there's a lot of waiting, you know, because things need to be ready, whether it's a lighting, a light needs to change, or a background needs to change, or makeup or wardrobe, you know, a lot of small things can accumulate into a very long time, so, you know, from a actor's point of view, also mm. filmmakers, but I would say mostly actors' point of view, there's a tons of waiting, waiting and waiting. So they, the, I like the thought of you know, you get paid to wait, 
but the acting you just do for the love of it you do it for free <laughs> you don't really but it's a nice kind of way of putting it because you do you might have you know waited you know three or four hours yeah. uh, and in that time you're doing makeup you're doing wardrobe you're getting your lines ready yeah. then and then the only like the four like a, a, a two minute scene you know <laughs> that, that happens a lot of the no, time no no you're right you're right so uh, it's a nice, interesting thought. But no, theatre. That's, that's what I was literally just thinking. Like, that's exactly the experience that I remember about going to, like, costume designs for... Or, like, oh, they're going to, you know, they've got to get somebody into their costume before they do this, the, the yeah. scene in the, in the show, you know? There's so it's like... limit. Yeah, it's yes. like, quick, quick, we've got, to get, we've got to get prepared. We've got to get this makeup on. We've got to, you know, get them into this, uh, into this attire, you know? And, yeah. and then... And then they push push them onto the stage, you know, quite literally with a, you know, yeah, a little broomstick or something, you know, like just push them on. Spike. And yeah. <laughs> wow, on they were there. pretty ruthless in your theatre with spikes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, I just love that. I love that. It really, yeah, like all of that preparation is just sort of condensed, and then, like you say, they go on and they do like a two-minute scene. So much went on to get <laughs> to get that character to that point, or to get that that moment uh, on stage and get that part of the story there. Very interesting. You know, I, I think, you know, the conclusion is theatre definitely helps to bring stamina and creativity in a time-pressured environment which will certainly help you and make you flourish as a filmmaker in the end of the day, you know. It taught me a lot about lighting, uh, a lot about lighting and... Um, Set building because we did we did a lot of that as well. Um, what else? I suppose you know you get to meet people who perform. Yeah. You know sometimes they perform for a living, so um, so you get to meet people that you know are involved in all these different art forms, and it's, it's exciting. Lighting is an art form. Um, set design is an art form. So it. You know, it's just interesting to sort of meet people and, and if you ever say, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not quite sure how I'm going to achieve what, what we're aiming for here, there's always going to be somebody that can t tell you or give you an idea of how you can achieve it. Yeah. And that, that really um, allows you to grow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and progress, so it's cool. Um, you know, we talked about um, uh, Alejandro Gonzalez Enuritu. On um, the first podcast, I think it was, you, you mentioned The Revenant, right? Yes. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen it, um, but I connect with it, like, so much um, because uh, because of my... Is that my, your biopic? My, my, my background. It's not my biopic. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no, you're, jump, you're jumping ahead of me. Oh, right. Oh. Okay, so have you ever seen the film he made before that, before The Revenant? Uh, it's called Birdman. Yes, I've seen it. Michael Heaton. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you find that like you could kind of connect with that one as well because you had background in theatre or? Certainly Birdman, 100%, because it yeah. felt like one long shot. Obviously it wasn't, but that sense of that, that, of, the, of the ensemble. And the atmosphere. Of, and the atmosphere. Of yeah. how to run a set and yeah. how to run a stage. Yeah. Um, and, and of course the mishaps. Yes. That happen. Uh, although I have to confess, I've never, I've never like, you know, uh, helped out uh, with a performance, uh, a production, sorry, on uh, for a theatre where one of the actors has uh, started getting annoyed and started throwing props around the stage and shouting at actors on the stage like during a performance. I don't know if you remember that in the film. 
No, I don't remember. No, you don't remember? It was no. quite a while when you saw it. Yeah, it has been, yeah. I think I saw it when it came out, and that's it. Yeah. But it was uh, one, of the, one of those cinematic experiences that is difficult to pull off, but I think it's Ed, Edward Norton's character, he, he, he gets invited, do you remember? He gets invited into the ensemble because... Oh, yes, okay. Yeah, and they're the first, what is it, the, um, uh, the first showing, which is actually a preview. Mm. They call it like the preview of the... For of, the press to see. Uh, yeah, for yeah. the press to see. And Edward, Edward Norton's character... <clears throat> He's like, oh, nobody gives a, you know, nobody gives a shit about the preview. And he's like telling, you know, he's telling uh, um, um, Michael Keaton's Keaton's. character. He's just like, oh, nobody gives a shit about this. And and he, uh, they go, yes, it. They have like a little bit of an argument on the stage, and. and Michael Keaton's like, right, you know, I want him out of here, I want him out of here. And it's just like, no, you can't get rid of him, you know. Like he's really like, you know, you know. They love him. Like the the press want. They want more. They want more of him. So yeah. like, don't get rid of him. And uh, as frustrated as he is, he's like, oh, okay. And they go for. I remember they go outside of the theater. They meet up, and he's like, oh, I'm going to have a serious word with you. I'm going to, you know, talk to you about this because this is a problem that's really bothering me. And he's like, no, nobody cares about the preview. I'm just like, I've never, I've never been in a situation when I've worked in a in a theater where where somebody has had an argument or where they've. Uh, you know where they've blown up on stage or anything like that's never happened. So th- you know, thank God for that. But um, I've known a few directors who are like actually, that. actually, honestly, you've known a few directors. Mm-hmm. I've only ever met a stage. Well, actually, funny, yeah, I've met somebody that um, worked on the stage, but not as a performer, um, who got very upset. Um, but that was, I guess, that was theatre goss. Yeah, that's the next podcast. <laughs> theatre goss. Theatre goss. Um, anyway, so, uh, oh yeah, um, I, I've been looking through this, this little book that you got yeah. here. I've just found, is it uh, George Millier? George Millier. Millier? Millier. Oh, sorry, Miller. No, it's not, no, that's yeah, not, because like he's French. George, okay. M- how did you pronounce it? Millier. Millier. Okay, all right, we'll go with that. Um, Let's go with my French accent. No, I sound like I've been smoking for such a long time. My croaky frog-like voice. <laughs> no, you were saying. No, no, I've just, you know, uh, yeah, so I've been flicking through this book and I found uh, George Millier. And um, actually, uh, uh, Scorsese made a really good film about him called uh, Hugo. Oh, yeah. I've seen that movie. Yeah, that's good. That's, good. that's a uh, great film. Uh, good Sash, film. Borat, Sasha Baron Cohen is the train master. Yeah. yeah the, he's got a, 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 dog, a scary dog and a, one leg doesn't work or something. Mm-hmm. Limping. Yeah. That's a good film. He's great. And actually, uh, is it Sasha uh, Baron Cohen? Yes. Yeah, he, he's really good. Um, in uh, Demon Barber by uh, Tim Burton as well, like the Sweeney Todd film. Yeah. <clears throat> he plays... Um, he's not in that movie. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yeah, he no, is. he's not. I'm afraid he is. Seriously? Um, honestly. Um, um, I, I, I'm going to get his name wrong. Is it Pirelli? Um, he plays the barber, the rival barber. Um, that's Johnny Depp. No, like that. that's Sorry. the Demon Barber, but they go... Do you remember they go into the street and then there's somebody who's set up and he's got like he's a really tall guy he's got a mustache and and he's like um, that's Sasha that's Sasha no. Baron Cohen yeah wow and he plays this like Italian barber is it like I think his name is 
uh, Rodolfo Pirelli or something strange like that. But um, yeah, and he sings wow. a, he sings a song and he and then he and then he he um, he um, sorry he uh, calls him out, doesn't he? He calls out like. He, who can give the cleanest shave in the shortest amount of time? And uh, Sweeney Todd's like, right, bring it on, yeah. And wow, wow. yeah, that's a good, that's that a good scene. little scene. I love that scene. Wow. Um, he always makes a film, doesn't he? That character, that that actor. He, he Sasha Cohen, uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. He's, he's a genius. I yeah. mean, uh, people might dislike or like Borat, for example, but he's done many other films yes they are they're pretty far out there but the fact that he stayed in character mm. you know didn't break as it were didn't laugh and think it's funny just to create that the character and stay within that character is, is a very hard thing <laughs> you know i'm um, sorry yeah um we were talking about uh theater yeah Millier. yeah Millier. um so you've seen hugo then yes um, well, I hope the listeners have seen Hugo. Of course. Well. <laughs> well, yeah. If you haven't, then search it. It's Hugo by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, and uh, there's a section in that film by Scorsese um, where it's kind of... It, there's a character in it, and the character is played by... Yeah. Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. So... Um, Jude Law. Yeah, Jude Christopher Law. Christopher Lee. Whoa, Christopher Lee was in that movie. Wow. Christopher Lee. Um, the last film, sorry, just a little caveat. Um, yeah. Christopher Lee, the last film I believe he shot was um, uh, the, uh, the film about the grave robbers. Um, have you ever seen that? Grave robbers? Yeah. No. Yeah, so that's, that's got Simon Pegg and uh, Andy Serkis in it. You ever seen that? Grave Robbers? <laughs> Simon Penn? What do you mean, Shaun of the Dead? No. Oh. No. Well, this is, we're, we're, we're getting, we're getting lost here, aren't we? Well, we're talking about theatre. Yeah. Okay, let's, let's get back to George Millier. Yeah, yeah let's go. Okay, yeah. so, um, uh, Ben Kingsley, uh, he plays like a toy, was it like a toy maker sort of thing? Yeah, like, a toy clock maker, kind of clockwork and, yeah. yeah. Um, but there's a great section in that film, Hugo, where it uh, it sort of it sort of showcases his um, his efforts in um, buying like a proper studio, uh, like it goes back into his history a little bit when he was you know yeah. found, he found he found like a wife and you know like he got married and um, and and he gets a, a studio together he gets like you know he gets a camera he gets actors and y if you look at that it. That's like the earliest form of, um, of filmmaking, and it's exactly the same as theatre. Mm. Like when you when you look at those early George Millier films, that is pretty much what theatre is um, in terms of the ensemble and the, the it, just the production itself. Yeah, everything. Um, you know the the way that you create like a scene, like uh, you know with uh, with props and. Uh, you know how you do set design and things like that. It's all in there from the early days of, of cinema. And I think I think when did he? I think he started making. Yeah, he 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 made films like as early as 1896. So anything sort of late 19th century, early 20th century, um, that's kind of I think that came after the Lumiere brothers uh, showcased wow. showcased what the projector could do. You know what yeah. film can do uh, with the 
was it the train that entered the station? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> and everybody like tried to Lent leap out it. their chairs. Yeah. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, was, so, I imagine just traveling back in time to experience that. Mm. Must be amazing. You know. It's funny because that is um, that particular event is um, is uh, presented in Francis Ford Coppola's movie Bram Stoker's Dracula. Okay. You, you've ever seen that? No. Yeah, he, he actually, because um, it's kind of of that time, it's of that time period, yeah. uh, that, that that story is set. So um, I, I guess Francis Ford Coppola wanted to kind of, you know, <laughs> he wanted to investigate and showcase what the Lumiere brothers were doing at that time. And they actually do show you that scene of, uh, of the guys wow. setting up the projector, showing the, showing the train coming towards the, uh, towards the, towards the frame, you know, and, and like everybody shouting and screaming. And it's pretty cool. Wow. It's pretty cool. It's like it's like walking, you know, stepping back in time. Yeah. A bit, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, sorry. I was just yeah. I just thought like George Millier. Yeah. It's a lot. Well, a good person to search, you know, if you're listening at yeah. home and you're near a computer, you know. He did one that everybody knows. Uh, Trip to the Moon. Everybody has seen that at some point. I might. I don't think I'm everybody. No, you no, but you probably have. Look, I can even show you. Look, you. Oh, okay. You would recognise that. Yes. Picture, no, yeah? I have seen it. Yeah. yeah. See? So do you want to describe the picture? Well, yeah, it's, um, it's a, a moon and it's uh, somebody's obviously got makeup on and he's superimposed um, that, that person on top of a, uh, like a model of a moon, <laughs> like just their face. So you can see their face and uh, it makes it look like the moon has a face. And the rocket in his story, A Trip to the Moon, lands Directly in in the eye in in the eye of the moon. <laughs> well, that, so yeah, the everybody knows that image. Everybody's yeah, seen it. it, it the moral of that story is never fire a firework directly into your eye. I mean, yeah, know, stay safe, kids. Rule one hundred and one. When you um, when you were working in the theatre, uh, what sort of? Because obviously you mentioned that you you did like a little uh, like a few puppet shows when you were younger. So you're obviously. You sort of um, made your way into theatre and theatre production, and then sort of how did you get out of that? Like, did you because you obviously did like a short film that you showed me for festivals. So, th did you do that directly after the theatre production, or how I got into theatre was at my school. There, we, we how what, what year was it? it was um, year ten because we do. It's called we use, we call it class nine, but I think it's in. State schools, it's year 10. Um, um, there was a thing called theatre studies. Bear in mind. Well, it's secondary school. This is, well, Michael Hall is all, all the way through, so secondary school, I guess it is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Secondary Se education. Second, as yes. Yeah. yeah, thanks for that. Secondary <laughs> education. <laughs> I need that help. Um, um, and there was a thing called theatre studies where you would help out the theatre technician at school. And now this school uh, is a 500 seat theatre. I think it's the Bit, uh, the largest private theatre outside of London, or well, wow. the school theatre outside of London. Okay. Um, and there's one guy called Alistair, Alistair Smith, who was a theatre technician who ran everything, you know, from lighting to the sound to the to the to, to organising the stage, the, the set design, and the whole creation of of it. You would get parents involved, but it's that theatre was uh, and still is 
designed uh, for for the, all the classes to create their own plays. Did you smoke by any chance? No. Because that sounds pretty stressful. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like to do all of those roles, you know? No, oh, it yeah. was stressful. Um, and the, the theatre is designed for, you know, the schools, for the children to create their own performances, but also they're rented out for for outside performances and, mm. and outside plays um, and concerts and orchestras play there as well. Um, so I was, my friend and I, a good friend, we went to kindergarten together. Uh, we were always interested in anything technical. You know, I, I'm terrible at you know maths and English. I hated those lessons, um, but I never was a fan of English. My maths teacher always tried to run me over. Really? Yeah, I had a bike, and he would just. He would oh, like literally the, run you over yeah, physically. Yeah, like, like oh, the oh. next time I would see him in class, he would be like, I'm going to get you next time, Tom. I'm going to get you next time. No, not like on a serious yeah. way. He was, he was oh. just joking with me. But like every time I saw him, he was just like, I'm going to try and knock you off your bike. That's pretty intense. <laughs> His name was Mr. Castley. Okay, that explains everything. A dodgy name. Oh, he's a really you good know. guy. I think he ended up being... Um, like, you know, like the head of the school, you know. Wow, okay. He went from just a maths teacher substitute to like taking over the whole class because he was so good at teaching maths to kids. Wow. And then he ended up being like the head of the school, you know, so. Who, who were the shoulders, knees and toes? Knees and toes. Head, shoulders, knees and toes, knees and toes. No, you're not gonna say that. Please say you're gonna cut that bit out. <laughs> I'm not, no, that's gonna stay in, Tom. Well. <laughs> Um, no, so I feel, I feel sorry for the people listening to this right now. To be honest, <laughs> it's uh, education uh, at its finest. At its finest, yes. Brought to you by Raphael Moran. Yeah. Yeah. No. So picking up from that amazing. Sorry, I cut you off. Yeah. Amazing uh, point I was trying to say, which was theatre studies at school. Then um, we said yes, we want to do it. So we literally went into the theatre and for about three years we learned everything from lighting design it's you know, a lesson a proper lesson which was quite fun during school time so when people were studying um if only they wanted to you know i think uh, as or a a level physics or science which they can do and i'm sure they liked that wasn't my thing we got to go and play inside a theater mm -hmm. so it's almost like a a playtime slash supposed to learn but we're not learning but we are learning kind of thing and uh, me and my my good friend we were learn everything really fast um f creating uh, learning how to create atmospheres uh, as you were saying lighting design set design mm. sound design it's all about layers isn't it it's, it's all about layering 100 percent. Yeah. yeah i mean literally from learning how to change a light bulb to going into the pack room to to make sure that, or you know, what light goes and uh, what light goes into watch, or what button you press on the desk, you know, all the technical stuff from just simple changing color filters, uh, getting some movers up, you know, gels and playing with gels, you know, layering gels to see what colors you get. Mm. Um, so that was really fun, and you know, we the the all the teachers at the school and everyone kind of associated myself and my friend. You know, almost running the theatre, kind of. Not really, but if but we you could have. We could. Well, we did at a certain point. Really? Yeah. Or well, sadly, Ooh. the guy who was, I guess, training us passed away. Oh, I see. We, was, but he wasn't a smoker. He wasn't. No. Okay. So it's a shame. But it literally left myself, and my friend, to quite physically run the entire 
theatre by ourselves, which we could do anyway, but all the teachers are like, whoa, you're doing such a great job, and we're kind of going, yeah, well, that, we've been doing this the, the whole time. Yeah. You know, but um, it was a, a kind of a, tons of teachers' meetings, and yeah, some people, yeah, the whole other thing, don't want to get into that now, but basically, we, for a long time, were, you know, getting paid to run this theatre uh, for outside shows mm. and this, that so that was very n nice money you know for for a child I, at so school. yeah I was going to say how old were you oh crikey I was well from how it was definitely it was three or four years so like you're talking like year 10 right yeah so I'll, I'll, what, six years, no, six years you must have been like 15? 14 or 15 maybe no a bit older than that a bit older than that okay but anyway, we finished when I was 18 so I did it until, until I left school oh okay um, so then they got someone to take over, but it was quite funny because you know, not we had to train the people who actually were probably getting paid to do, to do the job. That's so, so funny. And yeah. these guys like older than us, and some people didn't last or were stupid and didn't do it properly, and we didn't like. So someone else came along, and some people didn't get along, and it was almost like we were training and a apparent professional when we we're just kids at a school, you know. And there's a whole it's a whole thing I don't want to get into. But it was a, it was a pretty legitimate crazy thing at the time. We were literally running. I mean, imagine we're in a lesson, and a teacher comes in. Oh, oh, Raf, Raf. Oh, uh, I'm friend. Oh, we need you. And, oh, why? Yeah. Oh, oh, there's there's a school play and uh, and, and something needs to happen. Hands it. We're not. We don't run theatre. You know, do it yourself. Oh no, but we need really. So we would get taken out of lessons, which is fun but not fun to to sort out this theatre stuff. <laughs> so, um, so okay, yeah. right. So that was what when you were like eighteen, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so uh, so what, what what was the obviously you, did you make the f the short film that you did for the festival? Was that during the time of school? It, correct. Yeah. Oh, okay. So aside from the theatre stuff and at school during school time, yeah. and then out of school time, we got paid to do that. It wasn't child labour. Don't worry. Um, um, I was on the other side creating short films and things like that with friends. Mm -hmm. The one you saw was shot in either 2015 or 2016. So the, the last year was at school, I think, or the second last year, I can't remember. But we filmed a lot of stuff when mm -hmm. I was at school with friends. And then my good friend, who's a great photographer, and I said, hey, let's, let's kind of do more of these video stuff. So I contacted locally, local companies if they want promotional videos. Um, and it, while we were still at school. So the so my company, which is called Moran Films, you can check it out, www.moranfilms.co.uk. We'll put that plug in there. Um, we basically uh, got paid to film people, um, which was amazing because we were learning on the job. We had, you know, we, we, apart from, you know, I studied photography at school, A-level uh, photography and drama and things like that. So I knew how a camera worked. I knew all that kind of technical stuff and lighting. But it was quite fun to actually get paid while learning on a job and having fun at the same time, mm -hmm. yeah. you know. So it, it, it grew from there. I, the hobby turned into a business, and that's what I'm still doing to this day. Um, creating films for, for companies, for festivals, uh, creating feature films, you know, we're doing a few projects together which we can tell people in the near future about. Um, so I think any any job should start from a passion, uh, should come from a place of goodness, and if your hobby turns into a job, that's probably the best thing possible, to be honest. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's because it doesn't feel like a job. 
you're doing something you love um, and you're getting paid, it just feels like a bonus. Um, I think the ability to, uh, you know, uh, learn on a job while not only getting paid, but also increasing your ability to learn new skills whether it, on the job itself yeah. is just an amazing thing for a filmmaker. Because um, you, like, you, you see how like, other people are approaching it as well? 100%, yeah. And then also the most important thing is like, you know, I got in touch with local filmmakers uh, and collaborated with them you know, from, a, from a, a young age. So mm. you know, I'd be a, a camera assistant you know, doing small things here and there, but you learn what to do and what not to do uh, on a film set depending on what the shoot was. I've collaborated with some filmmakers who have either been to film school, you know, have a degree, bachelor's or whatever, mm. and have three years of incredible studying, uh, and they come out and they're really not good. You know, they haven't built that stamina, they haven't built that confidence, and those two things are key for a filmmaker. Mm. Doesn't They've become quite reliant. 100% reliant yeah. on, on the... On the the safe environment, hundred percent, and yeah. I think that's um, with, with myself and my friend. Well, we were talking about this just now, right? Yeah, about how you shape yourself with the the shoots that you do and the productions you get involved in, yeah. stamina and the strength. In the school, they don't teach you that. No, because you don't. You don't. I mean, they're not going to put you through an eighteen-hour well, shoot. They're well, that, not going to. Yeah, you know. I think that's what my friend and I in the theatre. We you know we had almost nights. We had two hours sleeps and probably, and probably slept in the auditorium. Yeah, because yeah. we're working, and and I, I still you know, think to this day, without me doing the that um, theatre work, I wouldn't be able to do what I'm doing now. Do you know what? I, I know? think we did uh, we did a superb job on on the projects we've been involved in. Yeah, and that shows. In, it does in, through from the experiences that we've had. I think it does. You know, definitely. and it's uh, you know one of the probably best moments of my life on that place. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that film, you know, the theatre stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What you've learned from that. Yeah. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Yeah, a bit teary now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm here for you. Yeah. But I know it was really fun. And I, I also think, um, you know, people who go to film school is a great thing. I, I don't say it's a bad thing, but I still think the best way... It depends on the individual. The yeah. best way to learn as a filmmaker mm. is on the job by yourself. Now, you've got to... I guess there's... I know this might sound really bad, me saying this, but there's two kinds of people in the world as a filmmaker. There's the ones who really want to do it and who are going to succeed, and they're the ones who are wannabe filmmakers. Mm -hmm. The wannabe filmmakers probably go... Now, I know this is a very big sweeping statement. Uh, I'm probably not right, but this is from my point of view, um, and my opinion. Um, well, it still applies. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so, let us in here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, fir the first kind of person... Sorry, well, let's go. The second person who's a, a wannabe filmmaker goes to film school, pays a lot of money to get a huge, lovely degree, um, and I'm sure learns a lot of things. Uh, but when you come out of it, yes, you might have some great contacts because you went to a certain school, but you've have you know if you're lucky enough, you can pay for it and you don't need to, you know, give the money back. But chances are you're going to have a lot of money to, you know, a lot of debt at the end of the day, um, and. That's not a good way to start your career, by it, the way. It's a horrible way to start your career. You know, hey, I want to go and buy some... Oh, yeah, exactly. I've got to pay whatever. How many, yeah. you know. I wish I could buy some lenses. You know, I wish I could uh, buy that camera that I always wanted. Yeah. I want to I wanna hire, hire a room for some uh, rehearsal because I just wrote a new script. Yeah. I don't have the money. So. Well, exactly. Yeah. You know, I think... I think... I mean, I, I want to round this up in a second, but... the my, the thing is, I, I, 
yeah, sorry, the second point, the, the second point is a wannabe filmmaker goes to film school, learns, I'm sure, lovely stuff and incredible teachers there, but doesn't have the actual stamina and self-confidence and self-motivation, that's the key word, self-motivation to do it themselves when they come out of film school. Sometimes I've worked with a lot of people who, you know, talk a lot, say they're incredible, but can't do anything. They're absolutely shit. And I can say that with confidence because they are, a lot of them. You know, but people like myself who I've met, and there are a lot of people who learn learn by yourself. So, for example, I learn on the job. You know, getting paid as a bonus. You know, that's not the key here. I'm not too fussed about the money. <clears throat> I'd rather get the experience. But well, what have I done? And what have other people done? Well, buy some books. Learn on YouTube's incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's lots of things out there. Anyway, become um, become independent. So yeah, I think it's a good idea for people to. <clears throat> not go to film school and do it themselves because you create your own your own unique point of view and um, and you get paid to to do what you do and also I think that was it um, you uh, learn and create your own uh, self motivation when you're a as it were self-made filmmaker you find out how to be a filmmaker there's tons of great content online, whether it's on YouTube, which there are tons of great tutorials on how to film. Um, and there's lots of online courses which are very affordable. Um, and I, you know, you can eat, and there's tons of books. So with all those things together, you have your own film school. You don't need to pay 30 grand or however much it costs to go to a three year film school. You can do it yourself and you, you learn how to, how to create it on the job really. Mm. Yeah, watching films as well. And watching films, and also I think it, there's, there's, there's two ways of watching films. There's the, 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 the first, the normal way of watching a film is literally, well. There's two ways? There are, seriously. I, I think I said this to you before. The first way of watching a movie is you're just, first of all, watching the movie as it is, as, as it's deemed to be watched. You're watching it for the thrill, for the experience, for the entertainment. Then there's a second way of watching a movie, <clears throat> which I can't like to do. So let's say, um, let's pick a film, name a film. Um, uh, okay, uh, what about... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just trying to think of a film I saw recently. Okay. Um, I don't know. Well, let's pick Jaws. That's the one that pops into my head for some reason. Jaws, directed by Steven Spielberg. Um, you watch that for the thrill, for the entertainment, to be shocked, to be to be thrilled by the suspense. Then the second time you watch it, you 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 don't watch it for the entertainment. You watch it for 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 the learning of you. You know, you 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 see maybe a shot of someone being scared because they see a shark or they think they see a shark, and in the back of your mind you're kind of going, oh, so how did they film this shot? Oh, they did a certain angle. I wonder why they did that. So question all the, all the. I see what you mean. <coughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. So you, what? Yeah, okay. You, you question and try and understand why. So you like study it. That's, 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 that's what you're trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. Study. Yeah. You study it. So the first time you watch entertainment, because you can't really study a film if you have if you've only seen it once. You know, the you always watch a film the first time it's for a sheer pleasure. The second time you study it. And that's a really fun thing to do, actually, because you can watch a film again and again, and, <clears throat> and, and if you look at it at different perspectives and, and different angles, uh, you come up with very interesting things. 
things that not only you can recreate in your own movie at home or, or wherever you wherever you would like to create this film, but also it's, it's fascinating. And I think the more knowledge someone intakes, the better you are. But most importantly, it's the knowledge that they they want to. It's the it's the non it's the information that they go out and seek. Yeah. Yeah. As opposed to sitting in a lecture room and people talking to you, which I'm sure helps in certain ways, but I think it, <coughs> I think in it, yeah, well I think it's more powerful if you're the one who finds that information and you will remember it much more than it being just sputed at you. Yeah. No, that's I agree with that actually. Because I, I probably, you know, when we think about, you know, going back to thinking about like, you know, the early days when you're at school, probably a lot of the time you, you know, if you don't relate to something or you don't, you're not enjoying a certain subject at school, maybe, you know, that's got to do with your teacher. Yes, actually. that's true. <laughs> well, that's or, very or true. The actual experience of learning is is just not um, in that particular inst instance isn't. <clears throat> isn't resonating, isn't uh, inspiring enough to keep you uh, interested in learning and, yeah, can put you off a subject. But yeah. I think with, yeah, like, it's interesting what you say about, you know, you, um, some people, like, they, they literally just watch films and they will study them. Um, I think people do it without, you know, if you're in the industry, if, you're, if you work in lighting, you're a cinematographer, I mean, you're not, you might not necessarily... No, Inten intent that's the default. Yeah, like you're not in you're not intentionally trying to study anything. You you it's just annoying. Yeah, it's just the way your your brain. Well, it's not annoying. No, it is though because why is it annoying? Well, uh, it's just the way your a, brain. A great a great friend of mine works. Incredible you know? cinematographer. Um, he he's the one who said, "Why not study a film? You know, don't watch it as it is. Study it." And then I learned how to do that. And then almost every film from now on. What do you mean you learn how to do it? What, what do I mean by that? I mean, you learn how to focus not on just the story they're telling. It's You don't need to focus on the words, if that makes sense. Imagine, or f uh, from a cinematographer's point of view, um, that's what I'm speaking from, it's, um, it's difficult. So imagine you're watching a film and somehow you manage to blur out and kind of delete the, 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 the dialogue. <laughs> If that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I think I know what you're trying to say, yeah. Or even literally put the Well, put no, because you're, you're thinking about, like, you're not thinking about necessarily characters. You're not necessarily thinking about characters. As a cinematographer... No, I'm thinking of the overall presentation and it's the framing. Like, yeah, it's, it's the... What is the narration of the story? So how do you, how do you capture the visual narration of that Correct. story? Yeah. Characters are an element in that. Yes. Characters have their emotions, have their, their, their own personal goals... Um, that's up to an actor yeah. to, to portray that, yeah. but it's up to you as a cinematographer to allow for that performance to come across in, an, in, a, in a background within a within a setting that it it's going to tell the story. Yeah, that being the narration. Yeah. Um, so, so sorry, I cut you off because I was just sort of trying to help. Yeah, you out, no, I mean that was it really. You know, I think <laughs> learning. Uh, sorry, it's annoying to want to kind of get the hang of studying a film and watching a film and, and almost questioning while watching is very difficult to turn off. 
<laughs> so there's points where I'm, I'm kind of like, I just need to relax. I can't, I, I don't want to study another film. I want to just watch something how it is. And, and, and it's very frustrating because almost mm. anything I watch now, half my mind is being entertained and relaxed. And the other half is, oh, they did this. Oh, that's quite interesting. Well, you know, why did they do that? So I can't actually turn it off. Do you know what's funny is that, um, well, I understand what you're saying about you can't turn that off. Um, the analytical yeah, that, yeah, side yeah, of, of your brain, yeah, but um, <clears throat> but when you when you when I've watched a film, uh, I don't even mean to do it. I'm 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 jumping back and forth between. Okay, I'm just experiencing something for the first time, but I'm also questioning it. Yeah, I'm also questioning like, yeah, what, why did why how you know why are they approaching it this way, and what I'm, what are they actually what what are they doing with the material like uh, in terms of writing um what are they kind of what are they uh, delving into and 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 am i going to enjoy where i'm where where they're going with it um you know but that's that's the fun of watching a film i guess it's, it's all about kind of the the, the journey isn't it it's the, sto yes. the story is the journey so yeah. if you already if you already made your conclusion before you went into a to see a film, then you wouldn't you wouldn't go on the journey, and that's that's exactly what I was saying in a previous podcast when I was saying like people should expose themselves to films or anything, um, you know, whether it be a TV show or a film that they wouldn't normally watch because yeah. they'll find something in it. They'll go yeah. on the journey. They'll find something. So I guess the conclusion for this podcast, this episode, is to find something that you either probably saw a trailer of or it's, you don't feel that it's in your area of interest, it's not a genre you might consider before. And yeah. Maybe, you know, watch it and, and as you said, something interesting will probably stand out. Yeah. I mean, like, an example, um, most, you know, most people will be like, oh, you know, like, the ladies love their chick flicks. Well, I mean, mm. I'm not going to lie, right? When I grew up, I was watching stuff like Bridget Jones' Diary. Yeah, and okay. enjoying it, yeah. I was enjoying it. And I, good films. I'll admit that. Yeah. Um, my best friend's wedding is 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 a great, um, you know. I guess you could call it a chick flick, you know. So, um, uh, but you know, the, the, I exp you know, I just learnt that if I sit and watch something, um, oh yeah, another one, um, oh, Dirty Dancing. Like <laughs> I never thought, you know, when I was younger, I was like, oh, that's for girls. Like who's going to watch that? And I, I put myself through it, and I'm like, wow, there's just some great music in it. Uh, the relationship between those two characters are great. Um, it's kind of got its own, you know, it's got its own little... That film has got its own sort of uh, atmosphere. It's cool. I advise anybody who's just interested in sort of... interested in cinema generally who want to surprise themselves. If you want a bit of a surprise, find a subject or... Sorry, find a, a genre of film that you wouldn't normally watch and... and yeah. Just check some stuff out. Just go with the flow. Yeah. You know, go with the flow. <laughs> it's about the journey, not the destination, right? Hashtag, it's about the journey, not the destination. That, now, that's a long hashtag. That's, yeah. uh, that's, that's your saying of the podcast. <laughs> well, thank you very much for listening. It's been a fabulous, I believe it's a fourth podcast. Let's just call it another podcast because it was great fun. These previous, this one and the previous one of... Uh, been an extra long for you, our, our treat, uh, extra long podcasts, the uh, first two were 30 minutes, but we, hey. We hope we made it worth your while. Well, I'm sure we did, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sure both of our knowledge and voices have, have blessed your day. <laughs>
Oh dear, well, thank you very much for listening. Please follow us on Spotify, like, share, and please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's been an absolute pleasure. This was Film Fellowship. Thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye. Peace out. That was Film Fellowship, the podcast that will change your perspective on cinema. Hosted by Raphael Moran and Thomas Walters. Brought to you by Moran Audio. To get in touch with us, please go to raphaelmoran.co.uk forward slash contact. Please share this podcast with your family and friends. Come again to hear another episode of Film Fellowship.